0: I gave you the good chair today because I noticed that when Jen was here, I didn't want to give her the bad chair. <laughs> so I gave, her, I gave her my chair, which is this one here. I was sitting in the bad chair mm-hmm. in your spot and I realized that's probably why you're so uncomfortable is because like the, that chair is weird. Oh, like the, thank you for putting yourself in my perspective. You should have said something. I usually suffer around you silently. Happy New Year, everybody. Anna's back. I'm back. She's back. 2022. We hope you guys had a gnarly new year. Yep, gnarly. I did, that's for sure. What'd you
1: do? I had a party at my house. Oh, yeah? Family? Mm -hmm. Actually, no, like none of my family was there. That's weird. Yeah. Just the teens? I (laughs) just, all college people were there, so they're in their 20s. So, where were your parents? They were kind of inside and then also walked down the street to my aunt and uncle. Oh.
0: All of Anna's family lives on the same street. That all of my mom's side lives on the same street, yes. What did I do? I went to Chelsea's house actually. Yeah. And she was having a party and we stayed until midnight. Wow. Yeah, it was actually really fun. So my brother set up a bunch of like minute to minute games. tell me about that. It was so fun. <laughs> if you guys follow me on Instagram, you would have seen. But it was just like a night full of games and I didn't think I would enjoy it that much. But I got really competitive and it was really fun. So. Wow. Maybe you're more extroverted than you thought maybe that like yeah, yeah. thought is turning into <laughs> an e let's retake the test yeah i think you've changed and
1: then we left at 12.05 <laughs> yeah. not a minute later i wish i could say i went to bed at 12.05 that night it was like two thirty. so that's not bad that's true for hosting and having to clean up and stuff too so it's not bad
0: how was your other three weeks that you were not here
1: <laughs> great i kicked it off with graduation that was fun it was kind of cool. And, like, walking around Atlanta, people just randomly were like, congrats. Oh, like, wow. just, I'm so used to Gainesville, where I, the whole city is graduating, so it's mm-hmm. not an anomaly, but it's different there. And one guy offered me a job purely based off the basis that I was, like, just graduated from Georgia Tech. Did
0: you, like, walk around in your cap and gown around the city, or how'd they know? Kind of. It's, like, in
1: downtown. Like, Georgia Tech is, you cross the oh, road, okay. and you're in downtown, and we are we left our hotel, which was like 20 minutes away from downtown, took the MARTA in, which is their public transportation. We were walking around campus in the morning. So I had my cap and gown with me to get changed into. Okay. We ate
0: lunch. Technically, you, you did it for the attention is what you're saying. Well, you're. y'all <laughs>
1: I, I wore it and then crossed the street. And during that time, everyone was saying it and where I was eating. Someone
0: offered me the job. What are your goals for 2022? I don't set annual goals. This I said so goals. annoying. She doesn't do annual goals. <laughs> So that's, what do you do then?
1: I don't know. I really don't have them on an annual basis, I guess. So I think they're smaller than that. I just started training for a half marathon. So my goal for the next three months will be that. Then once that's done, I'll probably switch my exercise goal for the next nine months of the year. Mm-hmm. So that's not... So the new year means nothing to you. Yes. Not bound by the calendar.
0: Well, I have some <laughs> goals. I'm just going to go through them quickly. I want to save up to buy myself a car. Ooh, cash. And I was cash ashes king i was looking actually today i saw this car on the road it was the hyundai palisade it's Mm -hmm. their bigger suv it's got three rows for all the kids for all the kids starts at 30k new for a three-row suv which is insane it's also really aesthetically pleasing so that was like a big is it hybrid or anything no it's it it's not hybrid but it's got it gets 22 to 26 miles per gallon so for a three, again, for yeah. three row SUV. So yeah, I'm, I have my eyes on that. Okay. I want to cook more slash eat healthier. I mean, always, right?
1: Oh, I got a cooking pan for Christmas. It's called the perfect pan. It's is like, it, really nice. Is it the always pan? It's called the perfect pan. Oh, stop. is It's the brand. It's super expensive i would never have bought on my own but i also got a cookbook with it
0: i want to move slash exercise five times a week i'm already doing good on that first week of the year okay yesterday i went for a walk and then today i did a 20 minute cycle ride yeah how was that uh, it was good yeah yeah it was good
1: heart rate up heart Heart rate up zone three so as this progresses will you have more defined goals do you think like Oh, I want to spend 45 minutes in zone
0: three. Oh, absolutely not. (laughs) That sounds tragic. This is very specific already. (laughs) I want to start something new. So some of these goals I didn't say on YouTube because I don't know. I just wanted to save some stuff for the podcast, I guess. This is where we do the more intimate talking. You guys can really, really get to know me. I want to start something new, whether that's a new investment, like buying a rental property or learning stocks for myself and not just like leeching off of AJ or starting some kind of new online business. I want to start something new later on in the year. Obviously, I can't right now because I can barely do what I'm doing right now. Maybe you
1: learn with the people on YouTube, though. That's like something that you show.
0: Yeah, I I would definitely show whatever it is that I end up doing because I think it'll be interesting. Like, I think buying an investment property will be really interesting. Or, like, an Airbnb. Because everyone's talking about that now. This is true. So, I need to, like, get on the trend. And I get TikToks every day about Air- Airbnbs. Do I you? i do on the TikTok. But someone is using my email for a TikTok. Because
1: I'm getting requests or notifications every time they get a new follower. And it's, like, daily. That is so strange. Yeah, I thought at first... And I thought people were maybe like looking me up because of the podcast or Instagram, whatever, through you essentially. And just like randomly following me. I was like, who are these people? And then I clicked it finally. And the profile is not me at all. Like it's not even the one that I made, but I have all
0: their emails. If they ever get locked out, like they'll never be
1: able to reset. I'm just going to go on and like
0: start like blocking some of their followers just to (gasps) mess with this person. Uh, I want to hit a hundred thousand subscribers. Ooh, the growth. Yeah self-explanatory this one okay i didn't say it on youtube but i want to start planning our family Ooh, and you know what i mean by plan baby. <laughs> yeah so i told aj that i picked up my last packet of birth control which is like a three this is it <laughs> a three month supply and i was like yeah well after this three month supply is over like let's just like not like march maybe okay could be Wow. I don't know. That's what we, it was kind of like, whatever. You gotta get some of these other goals knocked out all really <laughs> fast at the beginning of the year here. So who knows? I mean, we may change yep. our mind and like, I might just have to go get another refill. I don't know. But it's going to be soon, whether it's this year or next year. That's not a small, that's number six on the list. I feel like it should be higher. <laughs> like that. Well, I can't, I mean, that, I don't want to like stress out about it. So it's like, if we decide to. open to, the possibility. Yeah. Okay it's like whatever happens ha- like if it happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't but knowing me like the day we decide to do it I'm going to be like taking a test every single day yep so I just need to really not think about it and not stress about it yeah you're really really good at that so <laughs> um, well, that's definitely both of our strengths right there for sure <laughs> and then I want to learn contentment speaking of <laughs> I want to learn to be content with whatever I have that's um, a good one I'll that's, add that to my list okay for your quarter one goals or your rolling basis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's also why I'm doing no spend January. So I'm not spending any money in the month of January except for groceries, medicine, gas, emergencies, whatever. And hopefully by the end of the January, I will have a $1,000 extra that I can now spend in February. <laughs> I think you should oh. save that for the duplex or the car that you want to buy in I'm cash. Kidding. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'm really hoping I don't just like ball out in February and... <laughs>
1: How's it been going? Four days in.
0: Uh, the weekends are gonna be uh, hard for you. Did you already spend it? it? Spend but money? Oh my gosh! We went for a walk at the park on Sunday. Oh, I'm sorry, it was Saturday, and we thought that on holidays you didn't have to pay. That's when they make but the most money. The <laughs> on holidays they charge you $150, one fifty, a dollar fifty per and person, weekends. and so we were shocked. We were shocked. Although, I mean, I would count that not as spending yeah i did not feel bad about it because it's like even exercise. if i was broke like the whole exercise is to live as if we had no money and it's literally exercise if i would count that yeah. as like a. so i feel like even if we were broke and in that situation we would still spend three bucks and like have a good day at the park yeah you know what i mean it's one of the cheapest things you can do so that's true oh well, that's pretty good okay this i is, expect uh, the weekends to be difficult that's a lot of um, home cooking for you to do. <laughs> i know this is your
1: vocab word so go ahead So the vocab word for this week is capricious, which means given to sudden changes of mood or behavior. An example sentence is the following. The capricious supervisor would hand out raises one day and fire his entire staff the next day. C-A-P-R-I-C-I-O-U-S. Yeah. Capricious.
0: This is a good one. This reminds me of... All of these remind me of high school, actually. <laughs> so, Okay, so remember the challenge. We have to say it as often as we can. So I'm reading this book. It's a crazy book. I got a Kindle for Christmas. And oh, I'm, I saw this. Yeah. it. This book will shake you to your core. It's called If You Tell, A True Story of Murder, Family Secrets, and the Unbreakable... <laughs> it got cut off. I can't see the rest. But it's <laughs> my... <laughs> it's by greg olson and you guys i'm only 30 done i can tell 30 because it tells the you like yeah. yeah it's just crazy it's about torture this mother like this tortured. is like our
1: college days books we used to read <laughs> thrillers yeah i love thrillers
0: this mom like tortures her kids in the weirdest ways and oh, they're like trying like, to escape mental torture like so many yeah well the thing is they're in this cycle where they don't even think to escape. Like that's how bad the abuse is that their mind is like, what's that called when you're, uh, you've been in prison and you start to like the people who are, I know what you're talking about. Something something paradox Something syndrome or something. Oh yeah. You're right. Look it up. Whatever. Okay. So we've been talking way too long because we literally have like 37,000 advice emails and we're going to try to get through all of them or as many as we can. Okay. Hi, Rachel and Anna. First, I just wanted to say thank you for your podcast and Rachel for
1: your videos. You're welcome. (laughs) I am not a Christian, but I really appreciate the perspectives you both bring and feel that it's been a positive influence on my life. I wanted to ask an advice question. I've been with my partner for eight years now, and while I love him greatly, our relationship has been challenging. The shortened story is that his parents have had issues with our relationship, and this has led to conflict between us and him struggling with mental health. A few years ago, he turned to drinking and substance use to manage his feelings. This resulted in infidelity from him and money troubles. Things have really... Greatly improved since then, therapy, etc. But I still struggle to trust him completely and find myself constantly concerned about what he is doing. I've given it a few years and I want to be together, but I'm unsure if I trust our relationship is repairable, given that I'm still feeling anxious and unsure about it. Do you guys have any thoughts on this? Thank you.
0: Hard. Get Outlook for iOS. (laughs) (laughs) This is hard. Yeah. Okay, so it's been a few years since his infidelity. I'm wondering if he's done anything since then that gives you that untrustworthy feeling. Um, Because if if he did this thing three years ago and for three years he's been fine and you just still struggle with forgiving him, that's one thing. But if he's doing little things here and there that are still actively making you Not trust him, then I think that you should most likely move on and find someone that you can fully trust because if you can't trust someone in a relationship, it really isn't going to work out and you're just doing more harm to your own mental health. So that is my opinion. I have always thought it would be really hard to get over infidelity
1: to the point where I thought personally, I don't know if I ever could. I agree. I agree. I and I have struggled with this actually because I know, I know you said you're not a Christian, but as a Christian, I No, I should be able to forgive someone I've always thought. I don't know if I could do that, though, if, like, my... I guess it's different because you're not married, but to me, I'd be, like, if my husband did it, I would... Oh, absolutely not. Like, I don't think I would be able to either. We had an instance, though, in my church, actually, back at home. And recently, someone, the last, like, couple years, been a, like, it's public, so it's fine, but he cheated on his wife and was excommunicated from our church. Specific to, like, the Presbyterian church, but um, it's supposed to lead to repentance. And actually, last, during Thanksgiving when I was home, he was re-like added back to the church Mm -hmm. and he like repented and it was full circle and it was really like beautiful to see too and like after we were done like bringing him back his wife they were sitting behind us was like the loudest person singing the glory patri at the end and i was like literally crying because i was sitting there convicted being like i could never forgive someone and now his wife the person who was like most Mm -hmm. affected is the one who's most grateful behind me like, are I'm they still married? Crying. I
0: mean, yeah. I think so. They, they actually never were officially divorced during this process. Right. I think it's good that you are sticking it out for the time being and trying to forgive him. I think that's the right thing to do. I think everyone deserves a second chance. But again, like I said, if he's been clean for three years or whatever, however long, that's a different story than if he's still doing things that are shady. Yeah. You know, if he's doing things that make you even feel slightly shady, I would say move on. If you've been trying for multiple years and you still can't get to that point, I would say move on. If you're not married and and you can move on, I would I'd say you can find somebody who you can fully trust. Yeah. You deserve it, girl. You deserve better. Hey ladies! Just binged your podcast episodes this All of week. Them. Uh, oh, there's only like <laughs> six, but <laughs> and have been really enjoying the dynamics of your relationship on the show. I can truly relate to you both being young, working responsible people that have careers and goals in motion. I started a new job as the assistant to the CEO of a huge nonprofit in my area that serves the homeless. I'm also the president of my own nonprofit and licensed minister who preaches multiple times a month. I have my own small side hustle and host a podcast show too. Ooh. So I certainly can relate to you, Rachel. It's crazy up in here. <laughs> she said it's crazy town up in here. Girl, <laughs> it is. It truly is plus i got married in august so i just want to be home with my husband and not deal with anything else lol Hmm. i can relate (laughs) i was wondering how you two stay close and make each other a priority while you're both busy and have legitimate obligations to prioritize are you talking about me and anna (laughs) me and aj (laughs) i think it's you and i because she's saying she wants to spend all of her time with her husband how does she
1: have friends too
0: Oh, okay. Jeez. I don't want to push off my friends. I don't want to push off my close friends, but I'm overwhelmed with the thought of keeping up with my couple of friends who are in my close circle because this job is a lot more taxing than my previous jobs. I know my overwhelm is largely due to the newness of this job, and I need to ride that out until I settle into my new routines, but just wanted to hear from you on how... You mentally and practically keep your friendships alive and well. Sometimes I feel like my friends who are not in traditional career jobs like ours don't really get why I'm exhausted on a Friday night or why I'm pretty strict on my bedtime. Did I write this email? I thing? was going to say, is this you? Much love from <laughs> Buffalo, New York. Wow, that's cool. We York, know where they are. New
1: York. Wow. Getting my coffee. I think this person is you. We should make her take the test, <laughs> see if she has a Okay, first
0: of all, every email from now on, you have to put your personality type that's, in. That's, <laughs> that's a email. requirement. I'm okay. not, I have no answers for this. This is you, you never struggle with feeling I don't, this way.
1: No, she. I feel like the question is pretty obviously stated towards someone who's married. <laughs>
0: I think the husband is the least of the worries in terms of, like, all of your other things that seem to be stressing you out. It seems like your husband is not one of the stressors, which is good. Well, I think she wants to spend time with
1: him and then as a result has less time for the people, her friends. I see. And then is now saying, how do I balance all these things? And also my friends don't really understand that I'm stressed because I have a real job and they don't.
0: Okay, I can totally relate to this because my friends have real jobs at least most of them but they also can't relate to my other job which is social media so in that sense i, I kind of feel like they don't always understand what i'm going through or like this the true. stuff that i'm doing so that's that <laughs> <laughs> okay so going back to what you said about the newness of the job a hundred percent give yourself three to six months to settle in before you start overanalyzing, overthinking and thinking that you can't do what you want to do when i started youtube doing one video a week for like the first three months, I felt like I was gonna die. It was so much work, I couldn't handle it, it was really stressful. But then you get used to it, your body adapts, your mind adapts, you get better at editing, you get better at your jobs, whatever it is, and then it becomes normal. So give yourself a few months for your new job to feel normal and to settle into your new routines and then analyze, okay, I'm still feeling this way six months later, I I need to do something about it. At that point, if you're still stressed out to the point where you can't see your friends, Something needs to change. But I would say give yourself grace, especially at the beginning. I think
1: a helpful thing too, maybe, is trying to involve your friends if you can in any of the things. Like, if you get to overlap stuff, that's super helpful in terms of two birds and one stone. Like, maybe having common interests with some of your side hustles could help. Like, we see each other, Rachel and I, naturally now, because we, like, more often, because we are. recording the podcast yeah we kind of thing and that's like helpful because it's us hanging out and keeping our friendship alive but at the same time you guys doing the side hustle. this wicked podcast yeah super robust exciting stuff I have been on the receiving end though probably of this too so I guess in that sense oh, I yeah, would also I, I think it would be helpful to feel prioritized but I think it just depends too on like the dynamic of your husband some relationships it's easier to hang out with husband and wife as a friend versus. Oh, they probably only want to just hang out with me like their husband doesn't want to.
0: Yeah, another thing is when you have the feeling that you don't want to leave your husband, let's say he's home and you want to go with your friend out and you feel bad leaving your spouse at home, that's a real struggle. And I think what helps there is scheduling. So if I tell, not that AJ cares if I go or not, it's something that I struggle with, of like me feeling unreasonably guilty for leaving him alone. But it's like, okay. Hey, I'm doing the podcast with Anna tonight, so don't expect to see me from, like, 7 to 9. And then he knows. He's like, yeah, that's fine, whatever. But if it's unexpected, then you will feel even more guilty, you know? I don't know if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, and then I have other married friends who I almost never see them with their husbands. And it's, like, always, like, if I'm hanging out with them, it's always them. Hi, Rachel and Anna. I was introduced to Rachel's YouTube channel by a friend a few months ago. Who's the friend? Yeah. Who's the friend? Shout out. And I have binged nearly every video. That's a lot of content. I was so excited to hear that you both will be making podcasts because I find a lot of motivation from seeing and hearing people my own age being successful. Wow, we're successful. (laughs) Or at least you are. She watches you. I have worked full-time for years now, even though most of my college, aside from my study abroad semesters, I have had a lot of different friends slash friend groups all over the world, which makes it a little difficult to keep up with everyone. I turned 25 this year and I'm slowly seeing those friendships change that's come to an end as time goes on. For the most part, I feel the best I have ever felt. Confident with my work, my mental health, my relationships, etc. But I need to figure out a routine for working out. It seems that whenever I make time time for it the pattern lasts for about a week or two and then i miss a day and fall off the wagon a lot of the times because i have a long day at work and can't get myself to get work out I hear that all the time when that happens i find myself filling my schedule with plans to see friends maybe to subconsciously avoid exercising <laughs> how do you balance maintaining friendships along with work and trying to take care of yourself i have started giving myself boundaries such as leaving leaving after a few hours but i always wonder if my friends think i'm being stingy with my time i really want to give 100 percent into my friendships but i don't want to neglect my health Thank you so much for doing this podcast. It's super entertaining and makes my work days go by quickly. Wow.
0: Okay, so you're clearly an
1: ESFP. You can be introverted and also like, really value your friendships and need to spend time with them.
0: She's, uh, from the email, it seems like she loves hanging out with people. She has friends all over the world. She has so many friends. She can't keep up with all of them. Maybe there's three friends in three different continents. Yeah. I, you, uh, you should answer this one.
1: I was going to say You're very
0: social and you also work out, so you do both.
1: First thing I would try to do is drag my friends into doing the exercise with me because this goes back to two birds in one stone. Also, I've been kind of successful with this recently and I got like a million people to sign up for this half marathon that I'm doing. So now it's like a huge thing. One million people. Literally one million people. With that though, over Christmas break, there was like a group of five of us who all went running together and probably not all five of us would normally go running together kind of thing. So that was like extra time that I got to spend with my friends who would normally not run just because I convinced them to go train for this half marathon i there's like three things i gotta fit in the day and it's like seeing people and exercising i'm probably going to cut out sleep which is not
0: the correct answer but that is definitely what i do my number one is sleep my which number two is for felt, so. yeah my number two is work or like youtube yeah my number three is neither exercise nor <laughs> social my number three is laying down on the couch and watching tv advice on how to deal with a clingy coworker. My office right now is kind of hybrid. You can work 100% remote, in the office, or do hybrid. It's up to you. I like working about 90% from home. I mean, who doesn't? And go in two to four days a month. <laughs> it's the best Jeez, setting right Ann. there. One of my teammates goes in the office every day. Totally fine. Good for him. The issue is this coworker begs me to come in and makes a big deal every time I do. I'm talking buying donuts <laughs> for the whole team, organizing lunchtime events, etc., all revolving around me being in the office <laughs> I can't every every week I don't come in I have to inform him because he literally makes plans around it he bought me fudge over Thanksgiving Ooh. break which is nice and all but why succumbing to the pressure to work in the office is not my issue I have no problem saying no to that the problem now is he's very is he's a very nice guy but I'm so annoyed at him like what do you do? about being wildly annoyed at someone who literally buys you donuts when they see you from Anne. by the way love the podcast quit your job first and foremost this is so cringe i'm so sorry that you have to deal with this because i cannot even imagine Say you're allergic to donuts oh i I hope he knows i hope this is not in like a flirty way this is a guy right yeah
1: I don't know, have have you ever said at all that you are, not annoyed,
0: but like, hey, you don't need to do this. I'm sure she has. I would take it to the next step and I would say, I would talk to him like one-on-one and say, hey, no, seriously, I don't like to be the center of attention, even if it's not true. Just like make up something about your social anxiety and be like, I really don't want all this attention. I really just want to like fly under the radar. I, I just like, I don't like it. And like, kind of blame it on your insecurity, and then maybe he'll like feel bad and stop.
1: Or, different idea, but I like that one is be like, you should just do Donut Fridays or something. Like, try to get him to do it weekly and pivot off of when you are in there. I don't know if he's gonna, or if he's just really that excited. No, this guy sounds
0: crazy. Like, he'll do Donut Fridays, (laughs) but then he'll do like Taco Tuesday for her, or like, he'll do like something above and beyond. Yeah, I think you just gotta confront it, or just deal with it, or quit. Yeah, those are your only options. Quit or confront. Hey, drama fan. I have a question
1: for Anna and Rachel. Some backstory here. I have made quite a few friends where I live now. A lot of these friends are from my gym, some from work, but basically have multiple different friend circles in which there's some overlap. I'm struggling with feeling pressure to invite everyone to everything that I do or plan. It feels like I can't go on a a double date with a friend or couple or go to coffee with one to two people without feeling like I need to tell multiple other friends or else feelings will be hurt. Whether or not that's true IDK, it's just an assumption. It's getting to the point where I feel like I have to be sneaky and elusive about my plans. For example weeks ago we planned a small game night for about six people originally word about it spread and people started talking and <laughs> asking me to come and finding other people we started feeling pressured to invite other people and it turned into a 20-person event that i was not prepared for lol you don't have to include this anecdote to the pot it's just for reference well <laughs> too late exactly <laughs> <It's added. coughs> they don't listen what's the balance between being friendly and inclusive versus being okay with doing what you want to do this is crazy to me
0: because i would never allow this like sometimes sometimes when chelsea has chelsea is my sister-in-law and also one of anna's good friends too so chelsea has a lot of parties because she's very social so sometimes she'll invite me over and be like hey come hang out it's just me and this other person and i'll be like me (laughs) And I'll be like, cool, cool, cool. I know what I'm getting into. I know exactly who's going to be there. And then I get there and there's like 15 other people there. And I, 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 I hate it. (laughs) Well, I don't think it's on her though. No, absolutely not. But I don't know what my point was, but I'm just saying like, this is crazy to me because I'm the complete opposite. Well, I don't know if you've ever really come into the issue of inviting people and then have, no, I never have that problem, but you get annoyed by it when it's happening. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) yeah. Cause you, you, you have different personalities with different people. And like, if there's people you don't know there, then you can't have a good time with your close friends because you know what I mean? No, it's valid. It changes dynamics and conversations. And so as a social queen, what would you give her advice? Social queen
1: here struggles with the same thing. So um, I think I would try to tell myself that it doesn't matter because I truly believe that it doesn't matter Like you should be able to invite certain people and it'd be fine But also I always think that it never works out that way people always get pissed and like butthurt when people are invited and stuff And I never want to be the person who causes that so as a result, I going to invite everyone
0: So this sounds like it's a large friend group Well, it seems to me
1: like there's just random, just enough people connected to where it's like A knows B, B
0: knows C, now C knows A through that. But is it a really big deal if like two people go out to have coffee? Like I don't understand the drama. Maybe not the coffee, but the the game night though I could understand because that's more of a party. Yeah, I could understand like a game night. Coffee is like a one-on-one date to me. Like you want to catch up with people or whatever. You run to Target and you grab a friend. It's like, oh, you didn't invite me. I can't understand it. I would say try doing a
1: small event and then listen at the gym and see if you hear (laughs) anyone talking about people being pissed off and then gauge based off of that. Uh, Good luck, (laughs) Tessa. I'm not reading that. Okay
0: hello rachel and anna i hope you are both doing well i love your podcast and after listening to your last episode wanted to send this so i'm a 22 year old from pakistan majoring in social development and policy <laughs>
1: <laughs> end of story
0: <laughs> what do you think about that <laughs> good for you <laughs> i have asthma oh i can't breathe the degree and potential career government work specifically is my passion and what i want to do in life i'm very satisfied with my decisions and i'm excited to eventually go into government however i'm also someone who loves to read and talk what nothing oh i thought you were upset about the government part i love the government (laughs) However, I'm someone who also loves to read and talk about books. I can spend hours and hours in library or bookstores without getting tired. My chest honestly hurts. I'm having an asthma attack. It might seem stupid, but lately I've been considering working at a bookstore after I graduate instead of directly pursuing government work. I do have to take civil services exams, which I can prepare for whilst I work at the bookstore, but I feel that maybe I should work somewhere that is related to my career. It got cut off but basically what do you think about this and what do you think i should do this is difficult it's like passion versus
1: logic although she's passionate about her other job too my first guts instinct is like do the thing you've studied for and pursue this as a like a passion side hustle Mm -hmm. and if that turns into something that you actually want to do full-time instead do that
0: Yeah, I think you should totally work at the bookstore. I think life is so short and it's not always about making as much money as you can. I'm assuming the government job makes more money than the bookstore. But I think you should totally work at the bookstore while you study, take your exam, and then reevaluate after your exam. Maybe you don't like working at the bookstore as much as you thought I Wait, does she already work at the bookstore? No, she's going to do it when she's done before she, while she's studying for like her practice
1: exams or whatever. Yeah.
0: So after your exam, you can think about maybe you didn't enjoy working at the bookstore as much as you thought you would. And maybe you do want to go into the government work, or maybe you're like, no, I, I want to stay in the bookstore because I love it. So I think you'll, you'll know a little bit more if you work in the bookstore, take your exam and then see what you want to do. I agree, but I think it's going to be
1: hard. Cause I think she's struggling with uh, like treating that time as an internship, which really you should be doing like exploratory things to figure out so I like the bookstore approach but at the same time it's also like I need to
0: add something to my resume so I should be doing something more oriented towards that maybe this may be the only time in your life where you can work like a silly job at the bookstore versus after your exam you know you're expected to go into the government work you may not at that point you may never decide to work in a bookstore because it's in it's too late even though that's not true in our minds we often think it's too late
1: i would agree i have had all these thoughts and i have not done what you just said but i have had those (laughs) thoughts and thought that's this is the only time and then the logic kicks in yeah hello anna and rachel the question i have for you is what is a book that you recommend for everyone to read and why also every time anna talks i picture ellie mills in my head and i'm not sure why lol i love the podcast take care do
0: you know it's Elle mills by the way do you know oh, who she is apparently not she's a really funny youtuber oh yeah so that's a compliment okay <clears throat> thank you Lynn, <laughs> for that well, I'm just gonna recommend the book I already said. It's called If You Tell and it's a crazy psychological thriller, so Do I get to recommend the book too? No, just me. Defending Jacob. The one that's a prime a prime video. A prime show. Defending Jacob. Defending Jacob. Okay,
1: this is actually a good book. So I will say this as a recommendation. Defending Jacob is on Apple Plus or Apple whatever, but um, it's also really good TV show now, book is better. It's a really, it's well written. It's very interesting. It's kind of a thriller mystery. Yes. Defending Jacob, I cannot remember who wrote it right now. I read it probably like three or four years ago. It's really good, I can attest. Yeah, you'll fly through it. It's probably like 350, something like that pages. Um, super interesting.
0: Hey guys, first of all, okay, I'm gonna read this super fast, okay? First of all, low key guys, please keep this email a lot, anonymous in case people who I'm referencing in the email how to listen to your podcast secondly i love your podcast thirdly rachel i feel like i have never related to a youtuber so much in my whole life p.s you have officially become my fave youtubers watch i'm gonna cry she I, slows down when she's talking about <laughs> herself i am the same age as you got married last year also have a cat pretty much do the same exact job as you but my family friends manufacturing company i'm also a christian and i'm half romanian Jeez. okay stop the pot <laughs> So IDK, I kind of feel like we're besties. We totally are. Oh my gosh, this is crazy. P.S. I was almost named Rachel when I was born, but my parents changed their name last minute. That's sad. Wow. Okay, anyways, she put that, not me. <sighs> I wanted to get both of your advice on some friendship struggles I'm having. I have two friends who I would say are my best friends. I also have other close friends, but right now just focusing on these two best friends in this email. Okay, thank you for clarifying that.
1: <laughs> no, I'm laughing at the next sentence. I just want you guys to know I have a lot of friends. <laughs> no, the but next in this sentence email. In
0: this email, I'm just talking about two friends. Okay. That's what she says next. They also drive <laughs> Okay, I would say these are my best friends. They also drive me absolutely crazy. I love them so much, but they both have so many strong. <laughs> <laughs> We're so savage to you. I'm sorry. But they both have so many struggles and problems, and I often feel that it's my job to just be supportive and help them, and I often don't feel that same support back. I cannot breathe right now. Don't wait to finish. And obviously, like... And obviously, like any human, I have my own struggles and anxieties, too. I know that it sounds like I should distance myself, but it's just not that easy. I also hate the idea of losing or distancing from friendships that I've had for over 12 years. It honestly causes me a lot of anxiety because I really value my time, and I don't want to spend my entire life just feeling like someone's 24-7 therapist or punching bag. I want to feel like I'm allowed to be happy and also have support in return. What do I do, lol? (laughs) lol i can't or how do i distance myself in a non-dramatic way also if you have any tips for in general setting boundaries with friends as i struggle to protect my privacy time and emotions help me guys thank you in advance lots of love bye xoxo she put bye thank you bye ends the podcast okay do have you had any friends that you felt like you were just their punching bag i think you ebb and flow with like you give some you take some and it's not like super it doesn't
1: have to be because that's part of friendships always equal in what you're giving and taking i think like throughout my life i've switched kind of like i will delve more into some with my own personal problems and i will also receive some personal problems from other friends and like yeah. distribute it evenly
0: but So these are, th- are her two best friends so she it seems like she spends a lot of time with them but she's getting drained so the question is how long or how long are you there punching back? is it six months has it been three years because i think that makes a difference have you tried telling them some of your some of your problems and they just like don't want to talk about you they just want to talk about themselves because those friends are really annoying
1: but you still have them because they were friends you probably just slowly start hanging out with them less yeah they're only always talking about themselves
0: insert yourself more into conversations talk about things you want to talk about and if they are still like no i don't want to talk about that or they just constantly change the subject to themselves then like anna said i would distance myself slowly but surely it doesn't have to be sudden just start saying no once a month and then it'll be once a week You she hates know. the idea of distancing from friendships
1: that i've had for over 12 years <sighs> well
0: then i don't know what to tell you i really don't
1: especially if you don't want to be capricious oh and shoot. changing your
0: attitude often It seems like your friends are being capricious. No, they seem pretty consistent.
1: Always complaining. (laughs) But sometimes you just have those friends and you know, and you just have to know that when you like hang out with them, that it's only going to be about them.
0: That's very true. I didn't think about just accepting it. Yeah.
1: I mean, I have some, I don't have like a ton of close friends that are like that, but I have someone like, if I get to hang out with them, I will only hear about their life. And I don't hang out with them that often. Yeah. There are people who I know who are like that, and I just go in thinking this is going to be about them the entire time. Dear Anna and Rachel, first of all, I love your podcast. I feel like I'm listening to friends chatting. That's true. I have a question for you, or actually, I'm asking if you could give me some tips. I just graduated and I'm about to start working full time, probably somewhere around 36 to 40 hours. I know in the beginning of a new job can be stressful and tiring, and that's probably normal for everyone. Now you see, I'm an HSP meaning a highly sensitive person. <laughs> I process sensory data much more deeply and thoroughly, which also means I need more alone time than most people recharge. Now, before I was a student, I had enough free time to take this time for myself. Now that I'm about to start working, I'm a little bit scared I will have less time to recharge myself. Do you maybe have any tips? How would you girls recharge yourself after a long day of work? Much love. Anna's advice will be like, go to the gym and see all your friends. <laughs> I would say go on a solo
0: run if you need to recharge.
1: Go outside, go on a walk.
0: But yes, I agree. Go on a walk. Walks yeah. are like so good for mental health. I discovered that last year in 2021. I think they I deserve They can truly. For that. No, you, you do. Thank you. They truly can change your day. They like, do. Yeah. You I would say go for a walk by yourself. Listen to maybe some worship music. Listen to this podcast. I will say like sometimes if I'm trying to plan something after work
1: and someone wants to hang out after work, I will almost always tell them... 7 o'clock even though I'm done at let's say 5 30 because I know that if I go immediately from working to hanging out with them I will be in a bad mood and I need some time to go walk or exercise or do something to forget about work or just forget about looking at a screen all day and then I can I guess that's the recharging and then doing that so I kind of always set that
0: boundary of like this is the hour and a half just give yourself a designated time to recharge maybe it's between five and six so you don't plan anything between five and six like Anna said um that's the best advice we have Hello, Rachel and Anna, love your podcast. I follow closely. I'm actually a follower subscriber of Rachel's YouTube channel. Love the videos too, all of them can't wait. (laughs) Thank you. I'm interested to know about importance of planning and routine in your lives. I see Rachel time block and be productive in her videos. That's something I enjoy. I'd also love to know more about multiple streams of income. How do you manage funds? We heard Rachel in a video earlier, but I would love to know Anna's views and if Rachel has anything to add. What are your plans for Christmas and New Year's? Happy holidays. Once again, love you guys. Keep growing. Lots of stuff in this short email. All right, let's start from the beginning. Um, Time block, Routine. Yes. Agree.
1: (laughs) I'm a creature of habit, but with some flexibility, more than Rachel.
0: Uh, I had to say that.
1: I think routine is very important, but that's me wanting to control my life, and I enjoy routine. So I would say if it's something you find to be helpful, then you should do it.
0: Yeah, try it out for a month. Give yourself thirty days. Try it out. Time block every hour of the day. What are you gonna be doing? And see if you like it. Some people like it, some people hate it. I'm a big Google
1: calendar girl, so you know so if you wanna actually like block off your nights, and it's really easy to be like, This is what I'm doing. So I send Rachel my calendar so she knows not to schedule podcasts on overlapping nights, even though we're not watching the Bachelor tonight as a result. But it's fine. Okay, here we go. Multiple streams of income and how do you manage funds since you wanna know my perspective. I could go for like all of this. I'm sure it'll be cut out, but 30 minutes plus. You have 10 seconds. 10 seconds. We will do another podcast on this because it's a very good question and we need to handle it wisely. Save and invest for now. We'll get more details later.
0: We'll do a, do a no, spend, no, n- no spend until you hear that episode come out. <laughs> it's like six months later. <laughs> uh, what are your plans for Christmas and New Year's? We kind of an- already answered that. We both got wrecked. And thank you so much for sending this email
1: hi guys i love the podcast and your youtube channel rachel i'm a 25 year old woman i have been single for coming up to five years now intentionally previously i was in a relationship in high school and another relationship in college which was draining i got cheated on which made me want to be single and heal i was Boo. able to regain and redefine my values and sense of self-worth but i've been so comfortable in my singleness that i'm finding it difficult to connect or feel anything with people when i go on dates put myself out there Part of me thinks that I'm not being open enough or even giving myself the chance to like someone instead of finding reasons to get out and go on the second dates slash situations. Do you have any suggestions on how to get more comfortable in the dating scene if you're not someone who's dated around a lot and looking for their future spouse? XOXO. I guess this is me. (laughs) I don't know. I don't necessarily have this struggle though, but I haven't dated people, but I don't think it's because I'm not
0: interested in people. You don't get the ick? They call it the ick. When a guy does slightly something that you don't enjoy and you're just like icked out and you're like, I can't like maybe you hate chewing gum and the guy like chews gum after dinner and you're just like icked and you're like I don't think I can never see you again.
1: New guys in my life to have icks for the people who are in my life to be like, That's the one thing and they're done. Yeah. I think it would be hard because if you have gotten cheated on, I think that's
0: another level that I can't attest to, but I would be really reserved if I were you. Yeah, I would say Go to therapy, uh, work out that trust issue because I don't think you'll be able to fully open up your heart to someone until you are fully healed from that trauma because it is traumatic when someone cheats on you. I would say that I think that's the main reason why you're getting icked out of all of these guys. So I would say talk to someone, go to therapy, see if you can heal that part of your life. And then keep trying, don't give up, keep trying, keep going on dates, give guys a, a set timeline, give them a month. You know, maybe you're cutting them out on the second date. Maybe give them six dates and see. Maybe you can get over these little uh, things that you don't like about them. I can def. I feel for you though. That must be really hard. Children? Question mark? Plus, <laughs> you're just calling us kids. <laughs> is it my turn? It's not my turn. Hi, Rachel and Anna. The podcast has been great. Thank you so much for sharing. I feel way too shy to ever do something like YouTube or a podcast. You both are so amazing. Thank you. If you don't mind me asking, I think you've both mentioned that you want kids someday. How did you know you wanted kids? I have not gotten that feeling like I have to do it yet. I'm over 35, so I feel some pressure. I don't want to miss out, but I also really love my life how it is now i tell myself that if my husband and i ever try and it doesn't happen naturally then there's always adopt adoption or fostering what do you think Thanks again i don't know i mean i've i have always felt
1: it naturally like inherently
0: yeah, I knew from a kid, like, from the moment I could think thoughts, I knew I wanted to eventually be a mom.
1: I'm just very excited at the idea of, like, a little human I am in charge of and... <laughs> she get- loves the authority. <laughs> well, not, no, but it's terrifying, because I'm like, I if I do something stupid, they learn from me the stupid thing, and it's going to be really humbling to see, a, like, me reflected in them and be like, wow, I'm an idiot. But at the same time, like, one of the most fulfilling things, because it's like, you have created something and like you're making watching it grow i am like so unfulfilled and i'm not trying to find fulfillment in kids because that's like a whole other thing but like work doesn't even seem like interesting at all to me compared to kids in terms of like maybe if you had your own company you would feel the same way if you're growing it and fostering it or whatever but I'm, like that would that just seems like such the purpose one of
0: in life i agree if you're not feeling that feeling then that is a sign that you would be okay if you didn't have kids so i feel like you could probably go either way which is in a good it's a good position to be in you know because maybe you decide to stop using birth control or whatever you're using and just see if it happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't and then i know some people still get pregnant over 40 but the chances are lower so maybe just see If it happens and if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. We have a family friend who I remember this is
1: before I was born, but my mom told me about it later, but she asked my mom, she was like, if I don't feel the need to have kids, should I have kids? Because I feel like a lot of people feel responsible for this. And my mom was like, if you don't think you should have them, then don't feel responsible to bring them in. Exactly. Kind of thing. I mean, I think we are called to be fruitful and multiply, but at the same time, I don't necessarily think everyone has to. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I think there's definitely people out there who are not necessarily called to have kids and don't feel like they should have kids and yeah. that is like, part a of their thing. life. Yeah. yeah. I would say if you if you don't want to live with that regret feeling, like maybe at the age of 45, you're going to be like, dang, I wish at 35, I wish I wish I would have at least seen what would have happened. Like I said, maybe stop using whatever form of birth control you're using and just see, give yourself maybe a two years and see if it doesn't happen, then you're like, okay, maybe we'll adopt later on in life. But for now, like it wasn't in the cards. That way you at least don't have that regret. But like Anna said, don't feel pressured to do it just because of society. This is true
1: hi rachel and anna first of all i love to listen to your podcast thank you are there any tips on how to avoid a toxic office environment this is because at my job it currently is i need to deal with a person that has a lot of negativity besides that are there any vlogging or podcast tips for the (laughs) beginner oh this is a new youtuber we have careful (laughs) she's gonna put you or he out of business um toxic work people i'm remote i'm just kidding (laughs) there's still
0: toxicity that exists remotely you seem to have more of this than me so i don't really have a toxic office environment i say this often but the most i deal with is like personalities that i don't fall over head over heels for (laughs) like that's just like anywhere in society though. Yeah. Outside of an office. I my, my advice to this is always the same. Try to remove yourself from their presence as often as you can. Try to shift departments, change teams if it's that kind of company. Do what you have to do to get out of this person's line of sight. If that's not possible... Talk to your manager about their attitude. Talk to HR if you have HR. Because HR is good at coaching people on how to have a good energy. If you can't do that, talk to the person themselves. You have a lot of options. It's just how far are you willing to go to put your mental health over um, maybe an uncomfortable conversation with someone about this. I had a guy who was kind of negative now that I think about it. He was negative and lazy, so it was like a
1: wicked combo. And whenever I had to deal with him, which I tried not to, that was my first thing. He he liked talking to me because we talked well, but he was negative all the time about work and it always was, Really annoying. So while we were working together, I still tried to just talk to him about non-work stuff so we wouldn't, or like make jokes and stuff to keep him not focused on how pissed off he was at work. So so I just never talked about work, even like while we were working on stuff.
0: You know, our HR lady is really good at this. So we have some people in the office who are the same way. They come in and they gossip. So they'll come in and talk to us about their stupid husband or their kids are stupid or whatever it is. But when the HR person came in, she shut that down right away. She literally held her hand up in their face and said, stop, I don't need this negativity, please, this is not good for the office. Like she was straightforward. She was like, this is negative, you're being negative, you're bringing people down because she's used to like coaching people. So we just have to be like upfront and say, listen, your negativity is really dragging me down. I would appreciate if we shifted our conversations towards positive things. You just have to actually do something about it. And that's hard that's true it's not a, a donut
1: situation where it's just too much love coming in <laughs> oh you can comment now on spotify by the way update your spotify and you can leave comment or reviews whatever yeah i heard that show so, so give us a vine. five star <laughs> review
0: never use spotify. go on spotify give us a five star review and also on apple and also just write us an email telling us how much you love us and also on google and all, <laughs> <laughs> yes, ride us, keep riding us. No, seriously, let us know what topics you want to hear. We, One of them wants to hear income and funds, multiple streams of income, fund management. That's true. We could do multiple episodes on that. Your advice emails, we'll constantly read them whenever we get them. We'll read them and then we'll also do other topics like you've seen us do. Let us know what you want to hear. Follow the pod on Instagram, a small amount of drama. Yeah, give us those listens. Share it with all your
1: friends. I, for one, had
0: a lot of people talking to
1: me about it when I was home during Christmas break. A lot of positive feedback and it spread like wildfire. <laughs> so, you know, great things happening. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.